that's from B.J. Palmer's um, Glory of Going On. Um, what I want to talk about today is probably one of the most profound things that I have come across in a long time in terms of changing pediatrics. So I, I heard about this last week and I investigated more and this particular article right here is going to have a bigger impact on developmental milestones and the way we look at kids than any one single article I have read since I've been in practice in 30 something years. So it is called uh, Evidence-Informed Milestones for Developmental Surveillance Tools. And I'm going to try to get it back here for you guys. And what it shows, what it did for the first time ever, is it decided to change milestones. So for many, many years, walking and talking occurred at one year old. Now, suddenly, they are different. Now walking is allowed to occur at 18 months, and talking is allowed to start occurring at 15 months. Now, the thing that gets to me is why they changed it the way they did. Because like, I don't mind you, that there's a change in things, uh, like there's new evidence, etc. I don't mind any of that kind of stuff. What I mind, what I mind is there's been no discussion. There's no transition. Right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna say to me, who has been in practice, not just this is just affecting me or pirates, this is affecting pediatricians, this is affecting OTs, this is affecting PTs, this is affecting speech therapists, this is globally affecting us. Nobody was aware that this was happening. And the CDC and this, these people from the American Academy of Pediatrics wrote this article, published it out of nowhere, and said, starting today, the guys are different. Starting today, they changed 50% of the milestones. So all the stuff you learned in my wife's class, my goal, 50% of it is now And it wasn't like, like if the CDC calls an ICD calls and said, we're going to change ICD. I see these going from ICD-9 to ICD-10. We're going to start this next year to give you some time to transition. It was like, these are new guidelines. And if you went to the CDC's website before, and the CDC's website after, the CDC would and change their entire website. And it was, you know what's really crazy and really amazing about, I'm sorry, this is not showing up at all. But what's really crazy is they took out crawling. Crawling is no longer a milestone. I searched, this is a 25, I searched, I searched red paper over and over and over and over. I can't find crawling anywhere. I don't know why it is. I thought crawling was sort of important. Uh, yeah. I thought crawling was the thing that helps the corpus callosum connect, helps create like, like coordination in a child. But apparently the CDC uh, and the American Board of Pediatrics would think that. Yet, however, if you look on the uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, they have a special website for parents. It's like sort of an ancillary website for parents. And on their
their website for parents, which I, I can't pull up because this isn't working, but on their website for parents, crawling is still there. Okay, so if, is crawling a, a monster or not? Right? Like, if we're going to do something, get, get it straight. So, now, what this, what they, if you read them, the, right over there, you can't read, what it says is that it used to be that for something to qualify as a milestone, 50% of the kids have to reach it. Now, the new qualification is 75%. Now, 75% of the kids have to reach it. And their justification of this is because what we want is we want more kids to be able to get services, you know, in schools and stuff. But I keep on thinking about this and saying, okay, so if it used to be 50% of the kids, and you're, you don't reach it, half the kids don't reach it, then you get services, now it has to be 75%. How is that improving? I'm trying to wrap my brain around this, and I can't figure it out. It doesn't make any sense to me. So they take walking and they, they push walking from a year to 18 months. They take talking and they push talking from a year to 15 months and they take crawling out of the picture altogether. And this is improvement. This is improvement. So I did a talk a number of years ago at the ICPA conference in Washington, D.C. and it was called De Evolution. The title of my talk was called De Evolution. And what, what essentially is happening in the evolution is we are normalizing pathology. We're normalizing pathology. So if you walk there, it's no big deal. You don't talk, you still a couple of us say, no, no, no. Now, granted, there are some kids who do walk there and do talk there, and there's absolutely no problems. Granted, there are kids who never crawl, and they seem totally fine. But I wouldn't say that's a good idea. I wouldn't encourage it, I wouldn't expect it, and I wouldn't eliminate crawling altogether as a milestone because what I have found is that kids who don't crawl have more problems. And especially kids who crawl what I would call aberrant or abnormally. And just, if you guys go into that uh, Academy of Pediatrics website, it talks about the varieties of crawls that kids will have. Well, I've noticed that if a kid cross crawls, then later on they develop really normally, but if a kid decides to scoop on their rear end or do a crab crawl, which is like one leg in front, one leg behind, or some of these other bear crawls where they're not on their hands and knees, I notice these kids develop other problems later on. And I'm not the only crazy person who notices this. <clears throat> in 1998, a paper came out <coughs> by Titlebaum that talks about <coughs> looking at milestone difficulties and lower milestone difficulties and later having an autism diagnosis. And now they're saying that there's a whole different, well, one place is saying the whole thing is totally fine. Another place is saying the whole thing is not necessarily all good. So I'm really getting confused. Because after you, I've been in chiropractic pediatrics now for 30 something years. And what the CDC and this paper is talking about is completely contrary to what is actually happening. So 
But here's the key, like, if you're, a, if you're taking a test, you're going to need to know these things, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create, like, PowerPoints, just like I know my wife is creating right now, to explain this to people, because we have to know the real milestones, the, the new milestones are, even if we don't agree with them, right? There's still testable material. Not for you guys, I'm not going to test you on it. But I just, I don't get this. Yes? I don't think boards is this quick that on, on this kind of stuff. Number one, and number two is I don't think boards is very big on pediatrics anyway. That's not their big pilot. There's there's some questions on boards, but it's not a major portion of it. But I I don't want to. I can't think. This is just this is blowing my brain to think that I just, I have powerpoints in my ICPA classes. I have powerpoints in other advanced classes here that talk about specific milestones at specific times. And how everything has to be changed, and there was no transition, and there's no explanation as to why you would get rid of something as important as pulling. There's no explanation as to, okay, so a kid, like I've seen kids who, if they walk by 18 months, they're probably having other issues. <clears throat> I have seen this with my own eyes over and over and over again. And so, what is the point of this? I do not get this. I wish somebody had a conversation, like, we should go somewhere, like, here's some ideas we have. We'd like to feedback from the professionals. The different professionals, they kind of would have asked us, of course. But <clears throat> we'd like feedback from like, because all my colleagues that are both pediatric OTs and pediatric physicians, they're like, what are they thinking? <clears throat> so I wanted to share this with you because I think it's important for you guys to understand. <clears throat> um, the, the paper actually is titled Evidence Informed Milestones for Developmental Surveillance Tools. And if you go on the CDC website, you can see the CDC's new milestone portion of their website has completely revamped everything based upon this one article. <clears throat> so what's, what, here's, here's my, my, my biggest concern. <clears throat> my biggest concern is what's next. What is next? <clears throat> I think that we are, like I said before, we're going back to mythology. I think we are dumbing down America. I think we're, we're making it say it's okay if kids develop at a different rate than they have always developed. I think it's scary to think that we need to change and eliminate things, even though, like, because everybody's trying to fit the norm and everybody's trying to uh, appease what's better for services. This isn't about insurance. I don't care if insurance covers something or not. <clears throat> and that's what they're, this whole thing, I think, is based upon what will be covered. That's not how society runs. That's not how a human being runs. That little boy that I saw yesterday as a new patient is not running his or her little milestone development based upon what Edna thinks or what the school board thinks. <clears throat> That little boy who's having difficulties reaching his milestones is having them regardless of who's paying. Payment, who pays, whose dollars it comes from, has nothing to do with health. That's why I divorced myself from insurance years ago, because I was sick and tired of someone else telling me how I should take care of my patients. Say, you can't do network, you can't do best, you can't do Webster's, you can't use that 
You can't use all this kind of stuff. We're not going to pay for that because we don't cover it. Well, you know what? After a while, I was like, I don't care what you think. I went to school for a damn long time. I'm in front of that patient. I'll do as I want. Not as someone who doesn't know the patient, who's never studied chiropractic, doesn't know a thing about this person or about who I am or what I'm doing. And you're telling me you're not going to cover my care? Fine, don't. And people say, well, you can't not use insurance. Not to say you shouldn't. So don't, don't hear, hear me. I'm not saying don't take insurance. If you want to take insurance, there's nothing wrong with it. Just expect work and expect pushback. This is going to happen. Because they're telling me Webster is an uncovered protocol? Are you kidding me? Some kid who's never even heard of Dr. Webster, never met Dr. Webster, didn't take Webster certification is telling you this doesn't work? Are you kidding me? My success rate is, we have 7% C-section rate in the office. You're telling me it doesn't work. Okay, I should stop doing that. Uh, no. So, that's what I'm, my fear in this, is what's the next step? Right? So we're talking about hospitals, where's the next thing that they're going to go? <clears throat> where's the next place that they're going to take us? Where's the next thing they're going to say, well, now we're going to change this, now we're going to change this, now we're going to change this, right? So my thought process is you guys should be aware of this paper. I'm going to try to refresh this. But you should be aware of this paper and just kind of look out and see if other stuff is coming down the pipe.